This is Optimus Prime, and you are listening to The Masters of None. Masters of None. There's another podcast out there called Masters of None. Check them out. They're very funny guys. Craft Radio. This is Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to Masters of None. A comedy podcast that doesn't suck. Masters of None. We talk about and debate the best and worst of pop culture, man. Interview celebs and often make offensive jokes. This is a comedy podcast that they say doesn't suck. Okay. Masters of None. Brought to you by the Simply Syndicated Network, lubricated by Blue Point Beer, and live on morelikeradio.com. Yeah, this is Motor Bartender, and you're listening to the Masters of None. He's the only guy to come into most tavern and ask for a craft beer and not a duff. Bunch of jokes. Hey everybody, it's Mike from Masters of None. Wanted to give you a quick intro before we get into this. We got a chance to interview Bert Kreischer, who you may know from everything. He's got a show out called Trip Flip. He's got a book coming out called Life of the Party that you should pre-order on Amazon. And uh, what else? I don't know. He's Oh, he's touring. He's everywhere. He's all over the place. Bert Kreischer, BertBertBert.com is where you want to go to uh, check out all the things he's got going on and uh, we got a chance to interview him and literally as soon as the phone picked up he just started talking we didn't even have time to hit record so we'll uh, bring you to the conversation in progress already in progress as they say and he was like I was explaining my life and I was explaining like drinking and all my vices and and everything and he was like oh man you Bob Seger's song Beautiful Loser so I've been listening to Beautiful Loser over and over yes I heard, I heard that interview the other day and uh, holy shit that's really funny yeah that's absolutely true yeah it was, it's like there's, there's nothing I like more than like a good by yourself drinking song you know <laughs> <laughs> like a, a solid song that you can listen to over and over. You know what is a really great song that they do all the time is uh, Lou Reed's Satellite of Love. Yes. I've listened to that on a plane maybe 20 times in a row. That is uh, the Ron Fez closing song. The closer, too. Yep. Dude, how much fun would he have been to do cocaine with in the 80s? Oh, my just God. Like, in his house, playing music, yeah. like just fucking whacked. And he's like, and he's like, Terry, 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 you gotta hear this one. He get and he gets all really, he gets excited, and that Philly accent just slips out every once in a while. That's what that's what I. <laughs> yeah, and, the, and there's an Asian guy dropping fireworks everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I go to Reed Springfield, friend of mine. <laughs> I quote, uh, I quote. Uh, that movie more than you could ever imagine. <laughs> like that movie, had, I, there's two movies, and I, this thing that sound really neat headish of me, but I don't care. Fight Club is one of the best fucking movies ever. Yeah, Fight flick. Club was the movie my wife dumped me when we were like dating for like four months. She dumped me, still I drank too much, and then and, and so uh, and so I was like I didn't know what to do. I listen, I watched Fight Club over and fucking over and fucking <laughs> over. <laughs> I got I got so fucking baked one time that I ended up doing push-ups in my living room naked while watching Fight Club just because. Dude, dude, there is there is something very positive to homoeroticness. Do you know what I mean? I, I have no idea. I didn't know if I was gonna do cock push-ups. I didn't know what was happening. It was great. Dude, I have lifted weights, but at that time, there are definitely times I was hammered. 
came home from a bar, lifted weights naked in my bedroom, <laughs> just like, I am Tyler Durden's. I am Jack's voice. <laughs> I am Jack's throbbing bicep. I am Jack's swollen liver. <laughs> oh my god! I literally I drank last night for the first time in like three, two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, and I just came home. I probably Kyle had to do a party show tonight, and he was like, "Hey, come down." And I was like, "I'm going to work all day." And I came in to my hotel room and I passed out. And I fell asleep hard for like two hours. Yeah. And I woke up and I was like, oh, there's no fucking way I can not drink tonight. Like, I have to drink. Because now I'm fucking, <laughs> now I'm well rested. So now I'm up, listening, Googling, trying to find a fixies version of Bob Seger's Beautiful Loser. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you God, find any, did you find anybody that covers it really well? No, I can't find anyone that's ever covered any Bob Seger, which leads me to believe no one's talked to Jeff Tweedy. I'm a big Wilco fan. Yeah. No one's talked to Jeff Tweedy about doing Bob Seger songs. He would do them fucking amazing. That's He's a great idea. That broken voice. Yep. Yeah, I'm telling you, if I ever run into that guy, do it. That'll never happen. I don't think he'd like my stand up. <laughs> I feel like Kid Rock probably has uh, has tapes of him playing Bob Seger in the basement, just like volumes and volumes and volumes, but he's just not convinced enough to put it out yet. He's naked while he's doing it. Yeah. No, I, I guarantee you. And I, but I, the problem with, I mean, I, lo- I like Kid Rock. I'm not kidding on Kid Rock. But, like, the problem with Kid Rock's version of Bob Seger is he sounds like Bob Seger. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. He would, he like, when he does covers of Bob Seger, he sounds like Bob Seger. I want someone to sound like themselves and do Bob Seger. Like, I want to, like, when, when and, and, I mean, not to, like, like, I don't know much about music, but I do know my few bands that I like. Mm. And so sadly, it goes from Wu-Tang Clan to nice. Yoko. So, so uh, I, ran, I ran into the RZA this week. Oh, for that, uh, yeah, for that movie, Broken, what was it? Concrete Mansions Brick, or something? Brick Mansions. Brick Mansions, that's it. Brick Mansions. Yeah. And he, um, what's so interesting, and I, once again, I'm not trying to sound shitty, I'm just trying to be very honest at the, the moment, is they introduced me to him, and I did not know what they said, because I was, like, I, I don't hear people's names when I get introduced. I just hear my name. And, uh, <laughs> it's very and, honest. It's very honest of you. <laughs> yeah, and, and so, uh, and, but he was, wearing, he was wearing, like, uh, nursing shoes. Like, what? like black, like, orthopedic, ner- like, he was not wearing, like, cool, like, I'm a hip-hop star shoes. Yeah. And his jeans were, like, were, like, just, they, someone had hemmed his jeans, definitely, and they were just like a like like half an inch high on the shoes, so you'd see white socks. <laughs> and and his jacket was like from Wilson's, and it was like it was like a very um uh very like uh <laughs> budget conscious outfit. <laughs> yeah, it's a Staten Island it didn't outfit. Look like, yeah, it didn't look like a rap star, and I literally did not recognize him because I was like, oh. I, I like I didn't think you know it's like he didn't look flashy. Yeah, do we so think then, those, those are like rap said, star lazy clothes or something? <laughs> no, we were doing TV. Like he was oh, going to be on TV. Yeah, and so I was like, oh, like in my head, and his, his barber was dressed nicer than him. And he had his barber <laughs> and his personal assistant, and I was like, and I, and I, once again, I'm not trying to sound shitty, but like I didn't think about it twice. And then he, they're talking about health insurance. That's how little of an idea I had who I was talking to. We were talking about fucking health insurance. And, and he said, 
he was like, yeah, you uh, you need to get a director's guild. And I was like, I'm never going to direct a fucking movie. He goes, well, you got to direct two. I said, how do you know that? And he goes, well, I directed one, and I'm directing, I want to direct my second one so I can get that insurance. I said, what movie did you direct? And he goes, Man with the Iron Fist. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I fucking saw that. Oh. Holy shit. This is RZA. Like, and I was like, Holy shit. I go, I'm, I, I know exactly who you are. And he was like, oh, and he was so fucking cool. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, it was like, I was like, here I am trying to flash up my outfit, you know? And he's just a regular fucking dude being him. Yeah. Not conscious of the fact that I'm, I'm aware that he's wearing nursing shoes. And <laughs> I was like, God, so fucking, I was like, God, man, I wish I'd, I wish I had that. I wish I had that little self-awareness, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I, that is, that's fucking hilarious. Just risen and his lazy clothes. Part of the whole thing was, uh, and I'm not, by the way, I'm definitely not talking shit about this woman. One of the mob wives, Renee Graciano, uh-huh. was like, uh, they were talking about something. Her and the risen were talking about something about... What show was this? The N-word. <laughs> this, I have no I fucking idea. Um... <laughs> Bill O'Reilly yeah. and they were talking about the N-word and so one of her friends was saying the N-word and she wanted to stop the person that was saying the N-word but she didn't want to argue with a fool and then she said because you know like like AZ said when you argue with a fool from a distance they can't tell if you're the fool or not and in my head I was like would someone please tell this bitch that that was written in Proverbs and not Jay-Z like fucking are you kidding me well it was on the blueprint album I was, yeah, I was on the blueprint album it definitely was but it was all in the fucking bible <laughs> she thought so. Lent was created by Nas yeah <laughs> That was his third album. Yeah. Yeah. It was by Michael Sam. The, uh, yeah. Oh, shit. It, I, I, it was an interesting week of prep. Oh, I can imagine, man. <laughs> Fucking him. Do you know Nas was a prophet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Oh. Do you know that Nas was a prophet? Nas? <laughs> I know it's so yeah. funny. I don't find, I don't find, like, I got, I, I, I think because I grew up in the South, I don't really, I'm not really impressed much with north like northeast hip-hop like there's no i can't think of one boston rapper i've ever listened to <laughs> boston. And, and and like but like i love like yeah i love that dirty south kind of hip-hop yeah so outcast it's so Luda. funny like i got into, i got into an argument online with a bunch of black dudes and they were like their immediate go-to is like you're white you'll never have an opinion about this i was like well i'm <laughs> the one buying the music too like and I don't think fucking Nas is shit, and and that would, which is by the way an, an, an ignorant statement. But, <laughs> but it was like my whole point was like Outcast is fucking, in my opinion, a ten times better group. Maybe not than Wu Tang Clan, but I would say per hit, Outcast has more hits than Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. Wu Tang Clan is more interesting to follow around in a documentary. No questions asked. Mm. They have a great Method shoe line too. Interesting fucking yeah. guys. Yeah, but they're. Dude, they are, they did this right. If they can keep their shit together for the rest of their lives, they've done that right. They have a cross coming right. Give me on Adam Carolla, the black. There's nine of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, nice. yeah, those are my theories on the pops. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I think By the I, way, we're talking to uh, Bert Kreischer. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing <laughs> I'm recording. Introduction. It's a good thing I'm recording. Yeah, it's a good thing we're recording. It's awesome. It's great. <laughs> yeah, thank God you guys are recording. What if you're like, all right, we're going to start the interview now? Yeah. <laughs> Where are you guys at? Where do you guys live? We're all Jersey, in New York, uh, New Jersey. New York, New Jersey right now. Oh, nice, nice. And we hate South Rapids. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, man. Like, I had a little bit of a moment, I'm sure, only because I know where you guys live now, that you will have as much, like, uh, respect for what I'm about to talk about. But, like, you know, I, I like, <clears throat> ever since XM Series started, I've been a huge Howard, Opie, and Anthony fan. Oh, Lana yeah. says Opie and Anthony Howard. Absolutely. And I went to Series XM this week, and I did ONA, I did Ron and Fez, and I went over and Julie and all the dudes over at Howard recognized me and wanted to get pictures, and I was fucking geeked out. I was like, like old school radio, like I wanted. I was like, I was like, Julie, can you take me in Howard's like studio? And he was like, Of course. And I'm like in the studio, going, Holy fucking shit! Like you're in there with ONA, you're in there with Jim. Like, and I've known Jim for a long time, but still, like the whole show, doing yeah. a lot of fans was like a dream to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it. You, you, could, you could totally tell listening to you too that you had this, you know, uh, admiration as we all do. As we're we're former radio guys, all of us. So Ronnie B is one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, we worked with some is. of those guys too. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I told I said it on the show. My favorite thing he's ever said. My favorite interview he's ever done was is with Justin Bartha. But my favorite thing he's ever said was when he was like doing cocaine and they were going to try to sell firearms. It's 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 equal. <laughs> yes, you're right. It's equal parts small child and well-read genius. Like it's 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 the same person wrapped into one. It's so funny. 
Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's so much fun, and there's something there is something perfect about it's. You know what it is, and and and, and people say this every time I go into a meeting, they're like. Oh, you remind me of this guy, and I never understood it at all. Yeah. But hanging out with Ronnie B, I go, oh, I get it. Yeah. It's Kenny Powers. <laughs> it's Kenny Powers. It's Kenny Powers. It's that. It's that child that never had to grow the fuck up. Yep. But does adult shit. He wears grown man clothes. He just doesn't do grown man behaviors. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so fucking true, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, the so, most the most underrated radio personality of all time. Absolutely, hands down. Absolutely, oh, easily. Hey, easily. hey, man, I got I got to say thank you for letting us uh, talk to you right after the premiere of your uh, your show, Trip the Flip. new season, Trip Flip on Travel Channel. Thanks a lot, oh, no, man. Don't mention it. Thank you. No, thank you for calling me, man. But here's the thing, and I, and I believe this. By the way, I'm not the one that thought of this up. This is not my premise. This is Joe's premise. Rogan is is. Uh, uh, like he, uh, a really special dude. And yeah. The way he sees life has definitely trickled over to me. There were fucked up ways that I saw life before I met him, and and, and this is all shit that I would never share with jokes. He would be like, "Stop it!" But like <laughs> honestly, but um, there were fucked up ways that I saw life. I, I saw things maybe not uh, fair in 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 this business, and and maybe like I saw things as like a as as maybe somewhat what of a competition like I was a guy that definitely would google other comics websites and look at their dates and then I would feel shitty about myself yeah and 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 it was like like two people's podcasts in my head I was like I, I don't know if I ever thought past it but I met Joe and his whole thing was dude do a podcast and I was like yeah but you have one why don't I just be a guest on yours and he was like no have your own I'll come in and do yours Everyone will do yours. It'll be a blast. You'll have a great time. You'll learn a lot about yourself, and you can do one and promote it. And I was like, what? Like, the way he looks at life kind of changed my perspective a tad bit. It definitely did. It definitely did. And now it's like, you, you guys send me a message. You're like, do our podcast? I'm like, of course. Why not? I'm part of this community just like you are. I believe in podcasting. I believe that people should should get should get great entertainment for free and 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 it, it, it just pulls you over on a flight or on a, a ride into the city whatever but like I'm fucking all about it it's a community we need to all support each other and and I'm you know and like so thank you for reaching out to me because I definitely would do this shit I do it every time Ari does it Ari's yeah. big about that too Ari's like dude if I'm in town and you're, you got a podcast come to my hotel room we'll podcast yeah yeah totally uh, and, <laughs> all right. and so I'm fucking all in dude I know exactly how hard it is to get a podcast I podcast <laughs> and, and let me tell you something if I fucking take a weight off your week or you think to yourself fuck my advertisers are gonna finally be happy that we get we get you know fucking 50,000 downloads this week or you know or 100,000 downloads can I get Rose on or Bert or Ari or Joey, like I know, I got Duncan Trussell sitting in my back pocket that I'm waiting to put out, and I'm like, I'll just wait until my book's a little closer. I just got an email from Stanhope's manager today saying, like, Hey, what's your day in May that you can do? And I'm like, I'm having fucking Stanhope come to my house for a late night drinking podcast. I cannot fucking wait. Oh my god! So like, yeah, I, had, I get the feeling on. just like you do. It's it's we're all on the same team. Yeah, dude. Yeah, can you help great. us out it's... with Rogan then. <laughs> yeah. What's that? 
That's it. Can you help us out with Rogan then? Because I love your philosophy, man. Just like your show, Trip Flip, like down for whatever, man. So thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's it, Rogan's Rogan. Joe's hard to get now. Joe's really hard. I mean, I'd be down off with you, man. I've seen. I, I know that. I, I mean, I, I need to say that he's as accessible as ever. Man, that's a busy motherfucker. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. yeah. Between I that think, and UFC, I think shit. I'm busy. Dude, I like. We joke about it, but it's like impossible to get in touch with him because he's not only does he have family, but he's got the UFC, he's got the theater tour, he's got his podcast. He's hanging out with scientists <laughs> like every fucking day. He's hanging out with geniuses. He's doing what you should do as a human being: is hanging out with people smarter than you and then fucking accruing their knowledge. And he likes to die. Okay, let's yeah. not forget that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, I don't get where he has the time like, to do like four-hour podcast marathons all the time. Yeah. Dude, he is covered in passion. The way he lives his life is whatever he's passionate about, he does. And 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 he's also one of those guys that doesn't fuck around. Like when he's done it, he's done it. I always say I'll never speak for Joe, only because I promise you this: when you think you have him figured out, when you think you're going to tell him something that will make him laugh, he does not fucking laugh. <laughs> and when you don't expect to make him laugh, he loses his shit. And you're like, God damn it, man. Like, he's <laughs> one of the most complex friends I've ever had. Tom Segura, I can make that motherfucker laugh in a heartbeat. Ari, Duncan, Joey's, a, Joey's very complex, too, because sometimes he'll say something funny to Joey, and then Joey will look at you confused and say something 20 times funnier back to you, and you'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, Joey's, Joey's, everyone, dude, everyone, everyone, it's it's a really good group of people that I'm, uh, that. That I, that I hang out with now that that like it's like dude I still have, like uh, honestly and I, I'm sure I talked about this at some point so I'm not telling secrets anymore I, I say I'm not gonna say something and I fucking say it cause I, I don't, I'm not that kind of guy um, I thought I had testicular cancer and uh, I called Duncan and Duncan and I'm going to Hawaii with my family not the time you want to think you have testicular cancer and Duncan Russell just talked yeah. about Fledge like very calmly we did a podcast I'll air it uh, like in a couple weeks um, this is the kind of relationship I have with Duncan and I don't know how well you know Duncan but Duncan uh, comes into my man cave we start doing a podcast and he's like what's going on and I was like man I'm fucking in a bad place I've been drinking a lot I've been partying pretty hard and I was like and he was like let's meditate <laughs> <laughs> like, what? He goes, come on, man, let's meditate, me and you. He's like, who gives a fuck? There's no one who's podcasting. So for 10 minutes, we fucking meditate. Holy shit. And it's on the podcast, and I fucking calmed down, and I felt grounded and centered, and I was whole, and I was like, I mean, the best fucking podcast after that 10 minutes. It was awesome. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just I just listened to him on uh, Mark Maron. That was a, that was interesting because I hadn't really heard his whole testicular cancer story yet. So that was interesting to hear that. Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. Have you listened to Todd Berry on Maron? Yeah, I just heard that one too. Yep. Love Todd Berry. That's a good one, man. I listened to that on a Xanax on a plane, and <laughs> I have never felt more wrapped in a blanket by Todd Berry's voice in my entire life. Yeah, Todd Berry Todd plus Barry, Annex, man, whoa. He just me, he talks so calm. <laughs> I felt like I was being roofied and molested. I was like, God damn it, Todd. I texted him and was like, you and Marin are making me feel so relaxed right now. He's like, I hope that's a compliment. <laughs> 
That's hilarious. Where are you now, man? You're in New York yeah. in a hotel? In a hotel? Yeah. 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 We desperately yeah. wanted to come and hook up with you and have a couple of beers. We, you said you were drinking in your uh, live tweet of Trip Flip. What are you drinking right now? Uh, Martini uh, from Sonoma County. It's a bottle of red. I think it's a cab. I, I just got it downstairs. I was like, I was in a rush. I got a steak and a bottle of wine, and I took it up to my room. Nice. And uh, it's it's so funny, man. If you had told me at like 14 years old, 14 years old was the first time I ever stayed in a hotel. And when I was 14, I remember being in a hotel being like, this is fucking badass. And now I'm 41, totally flipped from 14, <laughs> and I am in a hotel every fucking night. And they are, and I'm not even shitting. They're nice hotels. I'm, I stay in nice hotels. But man, there is a, there is this general wave of depression that comes over you where you're just like, I'm not with my fucking family. I'm not like, yeah. I'm not with friends. I'm by myself. I'm having a bottle of wine in a fucking hotel room by myself in the hotel room. I'm wearing the fucking hotel robe. <laughs> While listening to Seeger. <laughs> We could be there for yeah. you, man. That was the greatest compliment I've ever gotten. Appreciate that. Oh, well. yeah. so. I love that you that you still embrace drinking. There's so few comics who do it anymore. It seems like everyone's sober. It's like you and Stanhope and I don't know, maybe like Kyle Kinane. But like no one no one embraces drinking anymore. You know, I think like quite honestly when I got into this, I was a big drinker then. And I think I looked at it like the part of the reason you get into it. Oh, white comics were sober, and so I just hung out with the black comics, and uh, and they all drank like well into their forties, like fifty years old. They're still drinking, yeah. And and I kind of looked at it like, like I don't know. Well, I'm going to get way too deep right now, especially for drinking. But like, <laughs> I don't ever, I don't want, I don't ever want to be jaded. I don't ever want to be uh, disingenuous. I don't ever want to be a different guy on stage than I am off stage. Like, I don't, when you see me on stage, I want you to meet me off stage and not be the exact same person. Now, that is a very slippery slope. Because yeah, what of happens course, yeah. is there's a ton of vulnerability that right. shows up in that. Because I do talk about my children, and I'm not, I don't lie. And, and I know, and I'm, I'm well aware that at some point, everyone has to assume that one of my stories is somewhat fabricated. And I will always say there is a tad bit of artistic, uh, artistic liberties that should be allowed to every entertainer, but every single fucking one of my stories is 100% based in reality. So, like, trust me when I tell you, like, there are times I regret telling the machine story what I did. Because, like, all of a sudden it took wind and I became the machine. And I had... It's like I've kind of grown past being the machine, like like in college. But then I'm 41, and all of a sudden I'm the machine again. And then it's like I do honestly get excited. I'm like I am a machine, and then I'm getting shocked with fucking people I don't know. And I'm like, wait, I'm gonna be up all fucking morning with heartburn. Like, but uh, but so like, but I I do want there to be a 
gen, a, a genuine connection with who I am on stage to who I am off stage. So I think that's the thing that I respect and stand hope 100%. It's like when yeah. you talk to Doug, you're getting a guy that's on stage and off stage. There is not a disconnect. You're not talking to, and I'm definitely not sitting on Tim Gaskin. But well, Tim Gaskin is probably who he is on stage and who he is off stage. I'm trying to think who I'm thinking about right now. But like, uh, well, anybody that does like a anybody that does like a character, you know what I mean? Like has like kind of a character yeah. character s to them. Like uh, there's the people that are the Natasha people. Legero. Yeah, the the people that there's are real, son. the people that are real, you can tell. I mean, it's very easy to spot a phony like that. Like you, like you said, like yourself, Stan Hope, guys like that. David Tell's another one that I I, I feel is. Well, it's like I tell I tell got sober and he just is real. He just yeah. who he is. He doesn't talk about drinking anymore. He's like it's not like he's like I'm sober, but I'll still do, do the drinking angle. Right. And I, I definitely do that, but like but like you're right. I don't connect. I don't connect with like. I'm not shitting on Richard Lewis. God damn it, why do I say I'm not shitting on him when I shit on him? I'm not shitting on Richard Lewis, but like, the like neurotic, like, I don't know. Right, like, you right, have right. Thing. right. Like, when you're rubbing your hair and that becomes your bit is you rubbing your hair. Right. Like, I don't have that. And I never liked that. I never connected with it. I connect with like, like, I, I, I guess Kennison was like the first dude that I saw that I was like, I was like, that's what I want to be. Like that. Because it was like he would talk about something real. Like when he was like, and then she tears through all your money. And you're like, like you hear that about him and wives. And you're like, I bet that really fucking ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it doesn't even, it's like Richard Pryor. One of my favorite Richard Pryor jokes is like, it, it, it's not even like a joke that anyone remembers. But it was so fucking real that you went, holy shit, that must have really happened. He's like, man, when I was a kid, you had to be able to do, do two things, get ringworm and fuck a dog. And I was like, <laughs> I, that makes no sense so much that I bet it's true. <laughs> I think I'm probably fucking ruining that joke, but it's, I guarantee you, it's, man, when I was a kid, get ringworm and fuck a dog. Am I doing that right? Google it. <laughs> I really you hope it's it way funnier. wrong. Yeah, I hope yeah. it's totally wrong. <laughs> it's like, hold on, I'm looking. <laughs> He's Google. Consult the Oracle. It's probably I'm like going to YouTube. Cook an omelet and tie around your laces. Yeah. Buy a ring pop. Uh, Buy a ring pop and adopt a dog. That's what he said. <laughs> Richard, I'm not having Richard Pryor. Ringworm, fuck a dog. <laughs> Richard Pryor on sex. <laughs> I've been married about four times. Wow, four times. Never mind. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> All right. Never mind. Let's just let's just agree to agree that I'm right. Yes. <laughs> Sounds good it. to me. Sounds fine. Sounds yeah. fine. So uh, uh, yeah, I remember. Uh, like, yeah. Go ahead. I wanted to ask you about your show, man. Yeah, it just started tonight. Yeah, we just so I just watched uh, the both both episodes, the the Idaho adventure and the Costa Rica adventure. And f- one first question I got this is my first time watching the show, so first question I got to ask: Are all the girls that you get are all are they all hot? Is that like some pre planning? <laughs> of course. Yeah. I will. I will. I will be honest. I um. Oh shit! Are you there? Yeah, we're here. Hang on one second. Are you there still? Yeah. Yep. Hold on one second. My sound guy is uh, FaceTiming me real, real right now. Okay, okay. Or maybe not. Uh, he's hard to FaceTime me. I think he's watching the show. Um, 
he uh yes i will i'm not perfect and obviously when i see beautiful women i get as much <laughs> swayed as you would mm-hmm. so i'm a i'm a regular dude and like and like it's it's like you don't realize it until like six months after you shot the show and they're like did you just go with them because they're hot and you're like no, no, they were, they were like, they were really fun. And, <laughs> I like the like, personality. They really were hot. They really were beautiful, and they and but they're really cool, and they're really adventurous. Like they, they really said there's things were, and people never say this. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I want to um, face jump, bungee jump. I want to do all that, and you're like, wow, no one yeah. ever says that shit. Well, that 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 first girl, Sarah or whatever, had to the one who had an adventure block. She was she was kind of flirting with you a little bit during the episode. Is that real or was that some nice editing? No, that's so funny. Uh, uh, that's so funny, and I'll say this because they're friends of mine, and I know this for a fact that it doesn't matter. But um, uh, Angela was flirting with me. Oh, like if anyone was flirting with anyone, it was Angela. Sarah was not at all. Like I, I like Sarah and I are definitely friends. Yeah. But like Sarah, I, I literally thought at one point like Angela was flirting with me, and um. But she had a boyfriend. She told me, and I have a wife. What am I talking about? <laughs> but like, but but at one point I was like, I, I was like, and I told her I was like, so through the entire trip, like, there's no way you you do fall in love with these couples, like guy and girl. You do form a connection, and you do connect, and you do have moments where you have real moments in life. And uh, and I even said in my podcast when I talked about Angela, I was like, I literally got a crush on her because she was so cute and so much fun and so honest and so vulnerable and so real about everything and Sarah was a baller like you could you could literally throw knives at her and she wouldn't flinch but Angela <laughs> has the same vulnerability that I have sometimes so yeah that was interesting that you thought that though yeah did you so with the base jumping thing did you really like was it joke like you were joking about the weight limit or did you not want to do that at all no, I didn't want to do it at all. Uh, okay. But, but, um, and they called me and they told me, would you do it? And I was like, uh, no. And they were like, are you sure? Cause you can't do it if you don't do it. And I was like, well, I don't want to do it. And they were like, well, how about this? Um, how about you look at the video? So I look at the video and I'm like, all right, it doesn't look that bad. It looks, it looks doable. I've done worse. So I'm like, okay, all right, let me think about it. And then the line producer called me and was like, hey, just say you'll do it. And I was like, what? And they're like, just tell everyone you'll do it. And I was like, why? And they're like, there's a weight limit of 180 pounds. You're not going to be able to do it. <laughs> I, was like, nice. I was like, I'm in, guys. And they're like, perfect. We're going to do it. <laughs> and then we got yeah. there. And they're like, there's like, there's a weight limit. I'm sorry, man. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> that stinks. <laughs> guys. Oh. And then the guy said to me, like, right before he goes, he goes, he goes, hey, man, I can make it so that we can do it. I go, no, fuck that. I'm not, no. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, dude. And and you, and you talk yeah. about you know falling in love with the couples. That that second couple that was in Costa Rica, they they totally fucked in that treehouse, didn't they? They fucked in uh, all those places. I, I cannot confirm nor deny that. Um, <laughs> I will say that the people that owned the property said the monkeys were going crazy that night. <laughs> <laughs> Like a scene from Ace Ventura. They literally said, they literally, and I'm being honest, they said the monkeys were up all night, all night long. Um, but those two were cool as shit, man. They were like, they were young as fuck, and they just wanted to party. We went to that Indigenous festival, and they're like, they're like, we're staying here, right? And we're like, oh yeah, you're really staying here. And they're like, awesome. see ya. And they left. 
Nice. <laughs> and we, <laughs> nice. We, we literally ran into them in the morning, and they were like, we've been up all night. <laughs> 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 the first time the monkeys. They were cool as shit, man. They were really great. Like, it's 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 a lot of the show is about getting people you want to hang out with. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so I think that's ultimately what I do, and it's gonna be like, like, really like, uh, you know, maybe I can be like, um, like I picked two hot chicks. Obviously, my wife saw that. So like, <laughs> I had a really good time with them. We had a really good time, and and, and we were, everyone was respectful of everything, and we shot a TV show. And they were fun as fuck, and they were beautiful, and we did a great podcast, and, and they enjoyed the show they did, and we changed lives. I'm fucking Gandhi Travel Channel. Yeah, man, and that, and that's that's the thing too. It just seems like you just, you know, you get to hang out with people that just like you do so often. Just say yes. You, you don't say no to things, you know, and, and all, you, you have no idea where it takes you. It's just great. It's great to see. It's definitely been my. It's definitely been my um, my downfall is I do not say no to anything. Yeah, which is why you're on this show, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, 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 I should say no to the rest of this bottle of wine and go to sleep. I should get a train tomorrow morning at eight in the morning. <laughs> Where are you headed? Uh, I'm going to DC. I'm doing this new tour called uh, a Call and Sick to Work tour. Mm-hmm. So I go in and I do radio at like eight in the morning till ten, and then I go straight to the club at eleven o'clock. And uh, do a show like at eleven o'clock in the morning, and we drink in the morning, and then drink all through the afternoon, and then uh, and then yeah. So I did it in DC, and it sold out in like twenty minutes. Oh, that's awesome, dude! That is awesome. That's incredible. That's a great Great concept. Yeah, I'm doing that Friday. I love that. And uh, you got you 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 got a book coming out, right? Life of the Party, it's called. Yeah, my book. Oh my god, thank you so much. I would have never thought about this. Yeah, no. (laughs) Life of the Party is my book. It is so important if you are saying to yourself right now listen to this podcast god i can't believe bert's so cool he called into the show this is my favorite show i like bert or i never even heard of bert or oh cool dude fucking put on my book <laughs> this fucking thing is gonna be the fucking death of me i'm losing hair over this book i it, it is books are defined by their pre-orders so a book is does well if it pre-orders well. So if you have enjoyed me talking on this show, if you have enjoyed my TV show or anything of mine, and you want to pay it forward, go to birdbirdbird.com and pre-order my book, Life of the Party. You can pick any of your portals there and where you want to pre-order it. You can do it on Amazon, on Books A Million, on Barnes & Noble, but please pre-order my book. That is all I need to say. Thank you so much for reminding me about that. No problem. So what? What is I, the? I'm gonna. I'm gonna pre-order one. Yeah, tonight. absolutely. As a thank you. What, uh, absolutely. As a, as a thank you. That's perfect. What is the book? What is the book? Just a lot of the you know some of the stories that we've heard. Maybe a lot that we haven't. How? What's the book about? The definitive. I would say every book? story. It's 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 the one thing that is. I didn't realize I was doing this when I wrote it. I I just thought about writing a book, and I didn't really pay attention to much. But I had an editor who was very stuck on the truth. But he was like, I know you obviously are Russian, but he was like, let's, let's like, he's like, let's pretend I don't believe you. So, so I literally go through my book and it's all my stories, but they are all 100% honest. They are all literally, I just stepped into the bathroom. Can you hear the difference? Yes. <laughs> A little bit. Okay. Sorry. I'm peeing. That's cool. Um, but, they're, uh, they're all my stories. They're all 100% true. And then I would say they're all the stories that you may have heard or, or, or expect to see in the book. And then that's half of the book, or maybe like 
a third of the book, and the other half, or the other two-thirds of the book, is all stories you haven't heard that aren't necessarily, like, um, entirely podcast-friendly or, like, or, or ready for this age. It's just more, it's like, me, my buddy, Eddie, Eddie's one of the funniest fucking human beings in the world, and, and we literally overtook a town in Pennsylvania, in upstate Pennsylvania, in the Poconos one weekend, and it was, I mean, unbelievable, so fantastic, so amazing, and uh, and it has such a great bookend to the front and to the back that it was like, it was, and, and the whole point was, we lied to these people telling them that I was writing a book, and this girl let me almost fuck her, and then she stopped me, and she was like, listen, I just want to do enough to get in the book. And by the way, at the time, I wasn't writing a fucking book. So I was like, that's on my ankle. What are you talking about? And she was like, I just want to do enough to get in the book. And I'm like, what book? She goes, are you not writing a book? And I was like, ah, oh, you mean, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm writing a book. So then the head of the job goes like, honey, I don't know your name. You must have kids by now. But let me tell you something. You did just enough to get in the book. <laughs> so like, so that's the story. I told the story about, I don't know if you listen to O&A, but I told the story about uh, did go with cerebral palsy this week that uh, I didn't know she had cerebral palsy because yes I was drinking a yeah, lot because your uh, hand and you 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 and slash hung out or whatever that whole thing yeah and then I interviewed Slash and she came and she met Slash and then and and, and a lot of and in all honesty and, and I I say this my wife knew Patrice uh, uh, my daughter's no no connection but my daughter's name's Georgia Patrice's mom's name's Georgia so my wife knew Patrice. And my wife was a big fan of Patrice's, like a really big fan of Patrice's. And so when I wrote this, my wife was reading everything I wrote. So when I wrote this story, obviously Patrice was a big part of the story. I ended up writing a bunch of, it's, it's, it's half about Patrice, half about this girl with cerebral palsy. Yeah. And they hated each other. And yeah. my wife loved it. It is, a, it is a great reflection of who Patrice was. And if you knew him, you'll read this and you'll go, God damn it. I can hear his voice on the pages. <laughs> so uh, that's in there. Um, I went and met Woody Houston when my daughter was out. It's in there. I think I just ended that story away. But uh, it's, it's, it's like it's a it's a real book. It's like two hundred and fifty pages. It's it's uh, it's legit. I talk about the Rolling Stone thing. I talk about the inner fraternity, racism, drugs, uh, everything. It's very honest. I didn't mean for it to be this honest. Which has caused a little bit of vulnerability, but whatever. I don't give a fuck. Okay, the best part about the honesty is like I had a little bit of fallout. I don't know if you've heard or not, but um, on AMA, they did. They asked Tracy Morgan if he ever smoked PCP with me. Yeah. And uh, and he was like, I don't know who Bert is. I never met Bert. And and I don't. I never expected him to say anything different. I never thought that he would remember me by any stretch of the means. However, my story when I tell it, it's extremely honest and extremely true. And Tony Woods was there. And mm. Tony Woods is in the book. And I'm going to DC tomorrow and I'm doing the podcast as well. And, and in my story, I've always said, I always thought he was fucking with me. That Tony Woods always thought he was fucking with me. And at the very end of the night, when it was clear Tracy had all his faculties about him, I realized that I didn't smoke PCP, that he was fucking with me. But, uh, but that's in the book. And it's so funny, I didn't even realize that I wrote the truth. Like, I just, I just didn't know what I wrote. Like, I was like, God, do you know that moment of like, of like, fuck, what did I say? And I, <laughs> and, and then the whole thing with Tracy came out this week. And I, I literally 
went, I have one copy of my book in my man cave. I ran my man cave. I looked in the table of contents. It's called Shermfest. I flip back to Shermfest. I get to the last page and it says, that's how I know you didn't smoke PCP with Tracy Morgan. And I'm like, thank God I'm not a liar. You know? <laughs> yeah. Holy yeah. shit. So, that sounds awesome, man. You just have some fucking <laughs> stories. Holy shit. Yeah. I, by the way, I just well, pre-ordered the book. Yeah. Just pre-ordered. Just pre-ordered. Oh, I just did it. Thank you, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. You got it. Hey, are you still uh, on bad terms with Jay Moore? Uh, for years, but not in bad terms. I don't, I don't, like, I would never say anything bad about him. I have nothing bad to say about him. But we haven't talked in a, in, a, in a long time. And uh, and I think, I don't know, I mean, I, like I said, I got nothing bad to say about him. I don't think he has anything bad to say about me. I think it was just one of those things that, you know, uh, that happened and happened and uh, and... And time heals everything. I'm sure that one day we will fucking hug it out. I, I, I'm sure we'll probably do it in person first and then do a podcast about it. <laughs> like, right. You know, or, and it won't be done on Twitter or it won't be done at the behest of someone going, finally, man, bury the hatchet. I'm like, I'm a grown up. He's a grown up. We're good grown men. And we had a very real relationship that, you know, took a turn at some point and we'll turn back. But it has nothing, you know, I have nothing bad to say about the guy. I, I, I listened to his Mark Marin uh, again the other night, and uh, and he is one of the smartest guys I've ever fucking met. He is hands down one of the funniest dudes I know. Uh, and 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 I'd be remiss if I said I didn't miss him at times, you know, to get his insight on life. But you know, whatever. You know, I'm sure you've had those experiences in your life. But the problem is, like, you never talk about it on a podcast. <laughs> or never on a podcast. So no one like those are too successful in on your life. And and that was the only the only thing I ever regret is like is like like I didn't realize how big podcasts were at the time. So uh, <laughs> I should have shared everything I wanted to share with Jay to Jay directly because you know man, that's how a grown man does shit. So right on. It, it always bums me out when uh, two people that we we think are hilarious just have a, you know even though even though it's none of our fucking business, but it's always like oh man those guys should poke back up because they're fucking funny together. And you get yeah, you just know from listening. Like, from, yeah, it was, it was uh, we, I was, I, I, I mean, his podcast is, is, is still to this day a great podcast. I still listen to it. I have no ill will towards that at all. And I don't look back on our friendship or on anything that happened in a negative light. And I don't look back like, but, um, but you know, I'm also, I'm, and part of the problem with all this is I'm also on the road, like fucking 45 weeks a year. And I have two kids and I have a wife and I have a group of friends that, that I do see and that are easy to hang out with. You know, it's like, like, mm. you know, Tom and Ari and those guys, they literally just come to my house. And, and yeah. so it, it's, it's a little bit user friendly. So, and I'm lazy as fuck. So I think that's also the reason that we haven't connected and we haven't like hugged it out. But, um, but you know, it happens when it happens. You know what I mean? I think. Sure. And if you force it, it goes too, it, it, it is a real relationship. So, um, but yeah, he's not that guy. I'm, just, I, I'm, I'm being dead honest. Anyone that has any fucking, you know, thoughts on, on me and Jay. I listened to his Marin podcast the other night, and he, I, I believe he was very remiss. He was, is remiss the right word? He was very honest. He was very open. And, and I, I heard him talk on that podcast, and I felt like, I felt like, and I listened to it again the other night, randomly. But like, um, 
He's not a bad guy. Man. He's not a bad guy. I have nothing to say about him. No, not at all. Not at cool, all. Man. I, I hope that doesn't sound shitty. I'm not like being super honest or super open or super open about it and sharing everything. But you know, it's also like it is. It is a weird, like a tad bit personal, where it is your personal life. You know, like it is like like as open as I want to be. Like there's there's parts of things that I don't share with everyone. Like, there's parts of things I share with everyone, and then there's parts of things I don't share with anyone. Like. If I share that, you know, Isla, my youngest, is going through uh, occupational therapy, but I do that on stage and I make jokes about, like, the way she sees the world. And, and I do it because I think that that's good for parents to hear. And, 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 I, and, I, and, but then, like, there are parts that I don't share that are, like, way too vulnerable for me. That, like, like, friendships, man, I've always had a hard time making friends. I did a, uh, I did something on. I did a podcast with Ari recently, and we talked about the way I get into relationships and the way I get into friendships. And about this, this story I had about this guy cutting my hair. I don't know if you heard it or not, but no, no. It, it was extremely vulnerable, and I didn't realize I shared it. And then I got done sharing it, and I was like, God, I want to fucking edit that out, but I couldn't get it out of the podcast clean. Yeah. Like I didn't, I couldn't get in and out. I didn't know how to get it out so that you didn't, so that it made sense that what we talked about before made sense of what we talked about after. So I just fucking left it in and I was like, I was like fucking stressing that everyone was going to see what a coward I was in life and how it was a story about professional wrestling. We were in professional wrestling when we were kids in the South and yeah. was, me and these kids were in the outfield for uh, like baseball and these kids were bigger than me. They were a year older than me and they were, like body slamming me and, and we were they were all in the, we were all in the press of wrestling but I was definitely the fucking the jabroni you know the ham and egger <laughs> and, 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 uh, and they were definitely the fucking the rock or Hulk Hogan at the time or Kerry Von Eric actually and so <laughs> they're body slamming me and they're fucking throwing me around and, and I'm laughing but it, it does kind of hurt and I'm like okay I guess we're doing another one because I'm smaller than all of them and, and I wasn't necessarily standing up for myself and then one guy puts me in a headlock and out of his back pocket pulls out a pair of scissors and he cut a lock of my hair off. And I was like, I don't want to be treating you here. I didn't care because it didn't hurt. So like, I was like, I was going to cut all my hair off. You didn't hurt me. I'm fine. And then I went, my dad saw it. And my dad, I got in the car to drive home. My dad was like, he was like, you cut your fucking hair. I was like, yeah. He was like, can you humiliate Why wouldn't you stand up for yourself? And my dad was so fucking let down in me. Like, you could see that he lost respect in that moment. That, like, what kind of what kind of man am I making that doesn't fucking punch a guy in the face when he cuts their hair? And in my head, I was like, I don't give a fuck. I didn't get hurt. Like he had scissors in his hands. I was trying not to get stabbed in the face. Like we were wrestling, but but the, the analogy we made was that I've always been the kind of guy that would assume let someone cut my hair than actually hurt me. And so, and it's a very vulnerable place. Something I was, I was talking about in therapy. I hate to admit I'm in therapy, but whatever. But uh, and, but yeah, and that one was of those moments of the podcast where you're like, I gotta edit that out. But then I said it, so I fucking tell it all the time because I'm like, fuck it, I'll own it. Like, if I put it out there, I fucking own it. That's one of those places where I wish I had. And so, you know, whatever. And that was Brutus the Barber Beefcake's first heel turn. <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, that was the thing back in the day. They do a hair match. So, like, yep. I kind of understood it. My dad didn't get the premise. <laughs> it was like a, think, was like a get out of town match. Yeah, dude, I think putting that out there, man, just makes you more of a, of a like gives you that friend level of to people. That's why people feel like they know people on podcasts. You know, everybody has moments like that in their lives, and I think you know, there's nothing wrong with putting that out there. Like, what are people going to think less of you? It's it makes you more human, and I think that's why people yeah. like you so much and relate to you. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I've been very, I was very honest with Ron about the drinking, and in my head I was like, I hope to God this doesn't make me drinking look depressing. And I was talking Xanax, and I was like, oh my God, that's in my maintenance program. It's like, quit drinking. Like, <laughs> like, like, and it was, but it was so honest. But like, from him, he's coming from a place of recovery. For me, I'm, I'm coming from a place of like, of like, like I'm in the I'm in the middle of the surf. Like I'm trying to figure out if I ride him in or do I paddle him, you know? Yeah. So so I was like talking to him and I was like, God, I hope this isn't too honest. But travel channel was cool with it. Fuck. Yeah, well, like, I, no, I liked it. I thought it was very real. That's a good thing. And but but I, but honestly, and I, I think I think you saw this as the show went on, just from listening to it, is that because Ronnie does that all the time too, where he'll he'll throw out something, he'll throw out a little tidbit in his life that you'll be like, holy shit, he did that as an eleven year old. That's fucking crazy, you know, or whatever. So yeah, I, I think you're in good company. Don't worry about it. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. Definitely, man. Well, uh, we should probably let you get going. You got a bottle of red wine to finish. You got a busy day tomorrow. I saw the pack. Well, thank guys, thank you very much for uh, doing this. Uh, I yeah, appreciate man. it, man. That was it. Was really cool talking to you guys. You guys helped me kill a Wednesday night uh, after my show, <laughs> where I would have just been googling myself. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate it. Cool, so tonight, where you're Bob Seger? Yes. With the Bob Seger podcast. With the Bob Seger podcast. Uh, that's so fucking funny as you said that I was pulling out my computer to play Bob Seger like literally like I was like well that's what I guess I'm done with this I will be going back to Bob Seger <laughs> all, my, all my computer says is Richard Pryor ringworm right now <laughs> perfect ending uh, everyone check out Bert's website BertBertBert.com tour dates coming up uh, in May in, on, in the northeast here and uh, the book Life of the Party pre-ordered it on Amazon and check out of course Trip Flip Travel Channel Wednesday nights at 9 right? Now uh, Wednesday nights at 9 next week's a, an hour special I'll listen to what's playing you see it? <laughs> yes I love it, man. We will definitely go out with this for sure. Hey, man, we, we'd love to, I need to come have in. a beer with you sometime. We'll catch up with you on the road sometime. Hey, I'm in, you know, I'm in like Massapequa next week. Or no, Nantucket. I'm at Comics at, at Foxwoods. Yep, okay. saw that. Yeah, so if you guys are around, come up. We'll have a beer. Rock and roll. We'll, we'll definitely, we'll definitely saw you at some point when you're around in New York for sure. <laughs> awesome, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I appreciate right, it, guys. Thanks, Thanks man. Take care. Right. We'll talk See to you. you. Bye. There. Bert Kreischer, everybody. Holy shit. That was sweet. That was just wow. like talking to her like a guy we know. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I missed I missed like a sentence in the beginning and then and then because he just went off. It was just off and running. <laughs> it's like the Very nerdist. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No intro. No intro. Cool. Yeah, definitely go check out Bert, man. He's, he's funny and obviously a freaking cool guy. Yeah, cool. Definitely a cool guy. That that show was that show was awesome. 
Yeah, it's pretty sweet. My, my first time seeing it, but that's yeah, me too. Trip Flip's really good. And and I definitely want to pre-order that book as well. Holy cow. I actually did pre-order it. I nice. haven't bought a book in like 10 years. If you if if there's one thing to familiarize yourself with Bert is if I hope it's in the book, the full Russian machine train story. Robbery. The machine yeah, story. Yeah, the machine story. Yeah, his his nickname is the machine and it's like probably the most epic like comic story of all time it's yeah. like his trademark thing i'm sure it'll be in the book um and it's i think it's, it's on one of his specials too but just if you, I, there's like versions of it on youtube and stuff just type in burke kreischer the machine and you'll, you'll find the story out there but the dude just has millions of awesome stories it's so. absolutely incredible that was re- that was a cool get yep that was sweet that was a very Thanks, very twitter. cool get tonight's yeah. guest booked by twitter he literally <laughs> did ONA, Ron and Fez, and then our show the following yeah. day. <laughs> he did nice. ONA and Ron and Fez yesterday. And he's on our show today, immediately following the season premiere of his of his show. That's fucking... Yeah, that he live tweeted for an hour. That's ballsy. Yeah. I love that. And he talked to us for an hour. Yeah. Absolutely. Very cool. Alright. Well, that's it, man. Go support Bert. Order his book. That's what he wants. So freaking do it if you enjoyed this. Yes. And uh, that's it. We know celebrities, don't we, boys? I guess so. I guess we're drinking with them at Foxwoods. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. We'll uh, talk to you next week on Masses of None. Some Jay for Mike and Art. See you. See you. For more good stuff, go to mastersofnone.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Masters of None. Just don't